Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You know, we've talked so many times over the course of the past two years about the impact that this pandemic has had on the mental health of children. Uh, what they've had to deal with. And if you, it's not hard to understand why, if you take a look at what's going on with school or, or sport or any activity they may be involved in, social experiences, it's been just a very, very weird time and a difficult time for all of us, children uh, perhaps more than anybody else. But do we really know how and where and what we need to do about it? That's the issue. Keith Dobson is a professor of clinical psychology at the University of Calgary, and he joins us now. Hi, Keith. Thanks for your time. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. You know, I think for all of us, we can understand that, yeah, absolutely, this has been extraordinary, it's been difficult, but can, are we able to quantify, like, um, just how hard it's been, in, in what areas, and what kind of outcomes we're seeing in kids? Uh, to some extent, yes, we, we are. There have been quite a number of surveys now that have been done, not just in Canada, but around the world, looking at rates of common conditions like anxiety disorders and depression. And we're at a point now where we can say pretty confidently that the rates are approximately double what they were before the pandemic in those areas. We also know that some youth are experiencing things like eating disorders. Um, we know that uh, reports of suicidal thinking have also increased uh, calls to the kids' help phone and other services have gone up dramatically. So so we're pretty confident the rates have gone up, without a doubt. Yeah, I've seen uh, some reports that calls to kids' helplines and things like that have way more than doubled, right? I mean, just dramatically. Yeah, that's, that, that's right, exactly. Yeah, so, and again, some of the tools that we use are fairly standardized and they give us some good information. Uh, some of the information we have is relatively weak. So, for example, looking at calls to help phone is certainly an indicator of distress. doesn't really tell us what people are struggling with. So, whereas some, some of the more standardized tools actually give us some good information about the specific types of problems. So, so, so what are we missing then, Keith? What, what do we need to do a better job of? Because like, like I said, I think anecdotally we can all understand and accept that it's been difficult for kids, but yeah. how, what do we need in place to sort of get a really good accurate reading on where and why and what we need to do? So, so one of our challenges in the field of mental health is that there are so many different kinds of disorders. And again, if you think about uh, physical disorders, there are so many problems that people can have. Uh, I was looking at the Canadian Pediatric Society website just before this this call, and they have 33 standardized tools, mental health screening tools that they recommend. So just to pick up, you know, the range of different kinds of conditions, and nobody is going to be screening for 33 different kinds of disorders. So one of the problems we have is that we get a fairly good idea that there are mental health challenges, but the specificity is difficult to be precise about, and so it's hard to plan resources because of that. Um, How does it um, cause problems with trying to to um, help these kids, you know, what kind of barriers does it present in terms of, I mean, to, to address a problem, you need to know what it is, right? Exactly right. Yeah, if you don't measure it, you don't know yeah, uh, yeah. what you've got. Exactly. So 
So, yeah, I agree 100%. So I think what happens clinically is that when a youth presents with a condition, the first thing the clinician will do is an intake interview and possibly use some of the screening tools that exist. And then they try to develop a case-specific plan. And so I think that's the challenge is having the availability to actually do those assessments and then get used to the care that they need. And frankly, our system in Canada, what we knew before the pandemic wasn't able to meet the needs. And with the rates having gone up approximately double or more, um, we know that the needs are not being met fully. What about other, you know, age groups or other um, mm-hmm. conditions or, or, you know, other areas that we want to look into? I mean, are there other ways of doing it that we can sort of adapt and, and that are already in place that we can apply to kids? Is there something that's, uh, you know, sort of off the shelf that can be used? I mean, we must do this in other areas. We, we do. And, and, and again, I don't want to paint a picture that there's nothing out there yeah. at all, but, you know, certainly that's not true. Um, so we know that people that are in the worst shape, you know, have, have the strongest needs are probably getting service. It's really more the people that are struggling, but not really at the point where they need sure. extensive care, I think, that are, are getting missed to some extent. One, one of the things that has happened with the pandemic, though, is that a lot of healthcare providers are providing distance services. So as it used to be to see a psychiatrist or psychologist, you had to come into the office, uh, partly because of physical restrictions, you know, physical distancing. And many people are now doing telephone conferences, you know, recording you know, various kinds of technology. So that's definitely a plus. Uh, we also know that there are now a whole wide range of um, I, I would call them self-help, but, you know, web, web-based or yeah. app-based kinds of interventions that people can use. And some of these actually have been well-studied and, and are well-validated, and those have been seeing increased use as well. So, so there are some things definitely we can do. There's some positive things happening. That's good to hear. Uh, Keith, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. My, my pleasure. And I would just encourage people, if they're struggling in Alberta, yeah. uh, we have 811 is, is an available number for anybody. This is access to healthcare provider who will do an assessment and can line you up with services if needed. And of course, if people are in crisis, there's always 911. Excellent. Excellent uh, message. Thanks for sharing that, Keith. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. Take care. You too.